Are you ready? Yes, I am. Hey, you guys, this is Karen at Can We Talk Sports? And so I am so excited today. You, you know what? I use every opportunity to bring you resources, to bring you information about what's going on. I'm not oblivious to what's going on. What's going on right now is people need to know how to fill out that loan. So I brought someone on the show and you guys, I'm from the country. So, you know, my tongue tight, you know, pronouncing, you know, all that good stuff. I'm, I'm going to apologize right now, but I am bringing on the show, Mr. Kumar. He works for the small business administrator and he is going to be on the show to tell us all about the disaster loan process. Welcome to the show, Mr. Kumar, and say your name correctly if I said it wrong. Karen Sushil Kumar is my name, <laughs> public information officer for the Small Business Administration. Thanks for having me. And as a matter of fact, English is a foreign language for me. I'm originally from India, kind of like you. I'm from the country back there, and English is something hard for me to speak. You sound good. <laughs> Your English is great. <laughs> Your English so when you say you're from the country, you, know, right. on, you sound great too. <laughs> hey, before you start, tell me what team you root for. What's your favorite NFL team? Who that, baby? Who that going to beat them Saints? Last, last year, quite a few did. <laughs> hey, you guys. Where can you find someone that has humor also, you guys? I just love it. One, we, are, we have someone on our show. Her name is Big Mama, and she is a Houdet fan. And so she's missing it right now. She would love to chalk it up with you. But uh, tell, her, tell her I love her already. I, all, that's all I need to know. Houdet, baby, all the way. <laughs> so tell us about who you are and what you do. My job as a public information officer is to create a level of awareness so that people can apply for the funds that they need. So basically, we have an economic injury that we uh, are providing uh, liquidity funds for. Um, unprecedented uh, economic injury, supply chain disruption, businesses, no revenues. I mean, across the gamut of society, you have people that can't earn a paycheck, not only for because they're shut down, but because um, before that, before the shutdown, there was no one coming in. So $2 million maximum. Hey, Michael. 2.75% um, fixed for private nonprofits. 3.75% fixed for most businesses, right? Businesses of all sizes. Maximum 30-year amortization. No fees, no points, no closing calls, no PPM penalty. And your first payment is due 12 months from today. It's basically a working capital loan. So what does that mean? So for people that create balance sheets and income statements, it is those bills which are due on your accounts payable side, including payroll expenses. It's also for the current portion of your long-term debt that's due. In other words, if you have a five-year truck note, Four of those years will be listed on your balance sheet as long-term debt. The other 12 months will be current portion long-term debt. You can use that for that purpose. You can make pay those bills. So when you have an unprecedented, such as COVID, 
complete revenue destruction. No one expected this to bring the economy to ground halt. What do we need to do to get them afloat? So let's say tomorrow the governor says, ready to go back to work. Can the business open up with no bills due, employees paid, products stacked to the, to the gills, and ready to service their customers when they walk in? That's what this is about. All right. So where do they go to apply for this loan? www.sba.gov forward slash disaster. Let me slow down. www.sba.gov forward slash SBA. And basically click on the apply for disaster assistance. After that, it's a pretty straightforward question and answers that takes you through the entire process. Oh, www.sba.gov forward slash disaster instead of SBA. Okay. You see, let me, uh, I'm, that's what happens when you have uh, a person that's doing two, two different things, but we going to get through it though, y'all, because I'm bringing you information. No issue. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I want to do for a fraction of a second? I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I haven't looked at myself so long as I just did when I was speaking. I actually scared myself there for a second. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Oh my God. Anyway, let me change screens real quick and come back and share with you what the website looks like. Okay. Just bear with me while I shift screens. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. So, you know, I was, you know, looking at the website and then for, for a minute it was down. I actually applied and when I was about to submit it, I would get this error and I would try to refresh, refresh, refresh. And so I waited a few days and I went back on it and um, it wouldn't even let me re-log back in. So I had to actually print out the form. So which way, when you uh, get the screen up, which way is the best way? My humble opinion, um, you bear with us. Can you see the screen? Did I just tune you out? You no, go? no, you have it. I have it up. Okay. Oh, I, you took it off now. Did I take I, it off? Okay, let yeah. me get back. Okay. There we are. You see it? Uh, no. Uh-oh. It's, it's black. Okay, hold on one second. Uh, where did you go? Uh, let me remove that from the stream. Uh, share in the window. I'm going to... What is this here? Trying to move this icon. Oh, there it is. No, I don't want to stop. I want to share screen. Share screen. Application window. <laughs> I'm okay. glad you know it, technology because I would be like, oh, well, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you see it? Okay. There it is, right you there. You see it? Yes. Okay, yeah. so if you go look at the top, there is the uh, the actual URL address, sba.gov forward slash page forward slash disaster loan applications. So you'll come to the spot here and you see the economic injury disaster loan, loan advance. Mm -hmm. You would click right there. So let me read this, read this language for you. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, Small business owner in all U.S. states, Washington, D.C., and territories are eligible to apply 
for an economic injury disaster loan of up to $10,000. The SBA Economic Injury Loan Program provides small businesses with working capital loans up to $2 million that can provide vital economic support to small businesses to help overcome the temporary loss of revenue they're experiencing. This loan advance will provide economic relief to businesses that are currently experiencing a temporary loss of revenue. Funds will be made available within three days of a successful application, and this advance will not have to be repaid. Economic disaster loans are available to residents in declared disaster areas. For, for, the, for purposes of this discussion, it is the entire United States. So let me click right up here. There you go. So basically on this, and I can't go further than screen because I've got to be a naturally applicant to go through. So there's business information here, owner's information, additional information, and then summary. If the person were to pick, so if you let's go through these eight buttons, I'm an applicant with no more than 500 employees. I'm an individual who operates under a sole prop with or without employees, or I'm an independent contractor. I'm a cooperative with no more than 500. I'm an ESOP with no more than 500. I'm a tribal small business concern. This is the actual CFR with no more than 500 employees. I'm a business, so on and so forth, and that is small. SBA, if you click on this, it'll give you a table of revenue size and employee size. If you're bigger than that, you can't apply. You're also a business with, uh, with more than 500 employees under this size sentence, you would click that. And if you're a nonprofit, you'd click the last button, right? And last but not least, you click one of these uh, items, which basically certify that you're not involved in any illegal activity. No one's passed you more than 60 days or in child support. You're not an agriculture or farm because that would be farm services agency that handles it. You're not involved in something of a sexual nature. You don't derive a third of your gross revenue from legal gambling activities. You're not a lobbyist and you not, cannot be a state or municipal government entity and cannot be a member of Congress. Certify it, take your name screen, and from my understanding of the screen prints that I've seen, it is pretty basic information that the applicant needs to answer. So, it's a lot of people ain't gonna be able to apply because you just said something about child support. <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. <laughs> you just said something. Did you say more than 60 days? I'm not touching that. That's that's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Okay, I do have our other guest that's gonna uh pop on pop on the show. Let me take this out and bring Miss. Miss Terry and hi, Miss Terry. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can hear you. I have. Hi, Miss Terry. How are you this afternoon? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I wish I wish it was a better time, but you know, there's a lot of information we need to share with a lot of people. You yeah. know, I always I always compare my services to a doctor. Essential, necessary, once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to go see the doctor either, but you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, as a mentor, I work with my clients practically every day. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we really try and focus on small businesses 
and help make sure that they have all the information they need. Now, there are a lot of companies that will qualify for these SBA loans, and you need to get on and get in the queue and get your information to SBA as fast as possible, because there's going to be hundreds of thousands of companies applying for these loans. And the important thing to, to really help people understand is if you're using the money to keep somebody employed, that money is most likely going to be granted back to you as a forgiveness. So every single company needs to apply for that loan. And here's the rest of the story. What you just mentioned, Terry, is part of the new stimulus package. It's Correct. distinctly different from my program, which is under the normal auspices of Office of Disaster Assistance Products. So that would be administered through the district office and participating SBA lenders. So Correct. that would be a program. But your message is very clear, whether it's my, my program under Office of Disaster Assistance or the district office purview of the CARES specific programs, please apply and find out what you qualify for sooner than later. Right. Now, uh, a lot of questions that I'm getting back are people asking me, well, it doesn't show any place on there where I can tell them how much money I want to borrow. They're not looking at that. They're looking at what your operational costs are, what your, um, what your personnel costs were, and that includes 1099 contractors. So they're looking at how much it's costing you to be in business. Normal uh, regular for-profit companies, uh, it's 3.75% interest and it can be amortized over 30 years. For nonprofits, it's 2.75% interest and again, can be amortized over uh, 30 years. And so what I've been talking with SBA about is, SBA is uh, kind of creating um, a conundrum for themselves and that they're looking at only providing us for up to two months of financing. I got news for everybody. This is six months minimum that we're gonna be going through this until we can get to recovery. And so by SBA taking that short-term view, they're making a whole lot more work for themselves. And so if it takes us 45 days to get that first infusion of cash, a lot of small businesses are going to be out of business before 45 days. So let's streamline the process. Let's get a, a loan that we can live with for six months and then move on from there because this is, uh, this is not a short-term solution. This is going to take us a long time to recover. But And let me add to what Terry mentioned, Karen, if I may. The, the focus on long-term is absolutely correct. Hence, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Installment Program that pays all of your expenses upfront if you qualify for six months, including payroll. Yeah. Okay. Pays your vendors. As I mentioned, product and people get your business afloat. So pay your vendors. There is a schedule of liabilities that uh, you could send up as part of additional documentation. One of the calculations that we perform, one of the calculations is, Revenue months, cost of goods sold, corresponding period last year. So what that basically means in simple English is if you were in business for the last two years, they'll compare your revenues from March of last year and the year before, come up with a threshold of what your sales were. And let's assume for the purposes 
of this particular exercise that it was $100,000. And let's say in the month of March 2020, you had only $10,000. You, you suffered a $90,000 drop-off. And if your business can cash flow that $90,000 at 3.75% fixed for up to 30, I mean, a 30-year amortization, for the most part, the loan is yours. The second way they calculated is $100,000. And let's assume the cost of goods sold was, you know, $40,000. Your gross profit was $60,000. Now, if that number now just dropped, they'll front you your historical cost of goods sold for six months to keep your business afloat. Hypothetically, and I use that word, right? Because I don't want to necessarily speak about underwriting very specifically, but there are ways that we measure economic injury. One is through gross profits and gross margin. And the second one is the actual injury period from corresponding years in the past. Yeah, and I have a nonprofit, so we don't have a cost of goods sold, but my no, services, but my services, um, you know, so I'm, I'm looking at how, how do you talk about that in the loan process? Now we're having a, a, an online call with SBA tomorrow at 10 o'clock, it's a Zoom call, everybody's welcome. Uh, to get your specific questions answered, and one of the things, I don't know if you guys, I go on almost every day to look at the loan process to see how it's changing. And every day there's a different form up there. Absolutely. And so we, last, that's, that's gotta stop. Last night, on, we, went, last night yeah. we went to bed and we had the Dropbox as the way to upload your yep. information. This morning we woke up, it was something. So I, as much as I would like to concur with you, Terry, I will say to you that the unprecedented nature yep. of the volume of applications is coming in. I believe the streamlines and the efficiencies that we're trying to draw out of this is a necessary outcome of, of meeting the needs of the many. So perhaps your your, your comment is, is well-placed and perhaps you reach out to your... Um, um, your um, um, congressman or your senators could take that into advisement and move forward. You're right, right. It needs to be stabilized so we can all move forward and not be confused. Indeed. Karen, I think you're muted. When I first did it, uh, it was asking, it was almost like it was two systems together. It was sort of asking me about my house and did I, what's my insurance policy and, you know, kind of damaged. And then at the end, it asked me about affiliate. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and fill this out. And hopefully I'll be able to ask someone some questions because I wasn't sure on why it was asking me about my house when I was applying for the business part of it. But since then, you guys, like you said, there are new forms and I printed them out. It was like a book of forms that I, right. I kind of printed out. And I'm just like, okay, how do you fill this out? Okay. Basically, so have you, have you, have you right. gone back on since then? Uh, no, because um, <laughs> I had an application already started and I was trying to submit it and it was, it, I was kept crashing. So since then I couldn't read log back in. And so that's what I was uh, talking to Mr. Uh, Kumar about is, yeah. you know, it should you do the paperwork or should you try to wait until the system comes up no go back on now and go right. ahead and fill out the form that's on there now it's much right. simpler it's one form now correct 
Absolutely. And, and in this period of unprecedented speed, change, complexity, please bear in mind that constant refinement is the name of the game. We're trying to find new ways to get things done to make sure that the business community gets the liquidity that they need. End of story. Now, this was one of our questions. Can you simplify the criteria for the small business? There's a size standards that I attached the link to. Uh, I'll send it to you momentarily, Karen. It's uh, If you go to the SBA, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can share the screen. Bear with me, okay? I'll go there and I'll come right back. Just bear with me. Okay. Also, if you just uh, go to sba.gov and under uh, funding programs and then click on disaster, it'll tell you who qualifies. And it also gives you the size standards that I think that uh, Mr. Kumar is looking for. Now, Ms. Terry, you, you were talking while he's bringing that up, you were talking about a different program, right? Than the loan that Mr. Kumar is talking about, right? No, I'm talking about the SBA disaster loan. Okay, okay. I was, I thought you was talking about something different, but um, no. Okay. Well, and there, there are a lot of uh, like the, um, I think it's TCU Women's uh, has some yeah. kind of a grant program that they're putting out. So I will keep watching for those because they're going to be organizations who want to help you. One of the things that I'm doing, uh, I have a nonprofit called the Industry Hub, and we're looking at technology solutions. And um, how do we help people stay in business using technology? So I think- you see that, guys? No. Okay, let me bring it in. Okay, there it is. So if you were to go to that website, sv.gov forward slash federal, hyphen contracting. Um, here's the size standards, what defines it. Affiliates, receipts, employee calculation. Terry, you seem to be quite um, the expert on this. Feel free to take it away. Well, uh, most of the standards for size for SBA is any company that has under 500 employees. And so uh, you can be a solopreneur up to 500 employees that you qualify. And there's also a, um, a revenue ceiling. Um, I don't remember what that is, but anything below those uh, qualifies as a small business. So here's a statistic. I don't know if you or your listeners know, but um, including all businesses who have no employees, Small businesses are 98% of the business community. So think about this. If we lose even one third of that, think of the economic impact that's going to have on, on our economy. This is, you know, this is crazy. So we've got to do everything we can to keep these businesses uh, operational and um, you know, I don't know what that means right now, but I know that it's going to be really bad if we let if we let even a third of those businesses go under. So I'm going to stop sharing this page. If, I, if you were to go right up here, it down download the PDF based on your NAICS code. 
you can literally talks about all kinds of details, but let me go back real quick. This is affiliation. So I'm going to change that real quick. I'm going to go to the There's a PDF that I'll forward to you guys. I'm having difficulty getting to that side because I've got my head to swimming in details. So forgive me if I am um, not as accurate, um, but I will send you the uh, the PDF. I call uh, Karen to your email address. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna and I'm gonna get off the screen. Okay. Where am I? You're back I'm on. Let you. Am I back on? Where am I? Yeah, you're back on. And so we'll Where we'll put that link inside the um, this live. Now, what about the Uber drivers, um, the gig workers? Um, you know, the ten they're the ten ninety nines. You know, how do they come up with some of this information that you guys are requiring them to have in order you, to to get help? On the website that that I just showed you uh, earlier before Terry joined us. There was a, a radio button for sole props and contractors to mark off. And then they go down to certify and then fill out the rest of the information. Um, and I'm going to quote Terry here for a second. The streamlined process makes it less cumbersome. I use the word less cumbersome because I don't want to say it's so easy that anybody could apply. Um, so I want to watch my words carefully. It's relatively easier than in the past for small business owners, sole prop, contract employees to fill it out. Okay, it's also my understanding that those gig workers now qualify for unemployment insurance. So they need to they need to apply for that as well. Um, I mean, the worst can happen is you get a no, but I, I think I, I understand that they do qualify now. Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. That, I'm gonna echo that sentiment. Um, apply and find out what you qualify for. Right. That's the bottom line. I'm going to share that page again with um, uh, with everyone to take a look as to what it says on there. What about businesses <clears throat> that were just starting? Okay, so this is February and I mean March, and they I had to, you know, if I just I was doing all my running around, getting all my logos, getting everything setting up in November to launch the business, to sell, to start selling whatever, you know, would they qualify for the loan? So I, lo I lost the train of thought. Carry on, Terry. Yeah, I, I don't know because they're basing um, the, um, the funding on your track record of sales. So if they don't have a track record of sales, I'm not sure that they qualify. Um, I've had so, several people come call me and say, well, I'm thinking of starting business. No, you don't qualify. You have to be in business. As so, long as you were in business prior to the injury date. So there is an incident period on the press release, and I believe it's the 15th of February, if I recall correctly. On the press release, it talks about the, uh, the need for the business owner to have been in business at that point. If they were in business at that point prior to that date, we will use pro forma 
income statements and balance sheet to figure out what they would have earned but didn't. Okay, I'm gonna use me as now. An if you example. were, to, if I you got were a good go example that, for you. <laughs> I'm gonna use. Do you want to grab that page real quick? Oh, okay, I brought it up. And that, and if you go to there, you'll see. I think radio button number two talks about independent contractor. Oh, okay. You see it? No, but I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it's there because it's so small. It's it's yeah. not coming in real big, but um, it's, it's small. But you you know you'll send me the links and stuff, and uh, we'll put it in this um, live, and they can go and click, and I'm sure they will be able to okay. find. Okay, be it. glad to do that. I'll send that to you momentarily. Sorry about that. Uh, no problem. Um, but what about you? You said you're gonna use whether or not they made any money. Well, usually businesses don't make any money the first, you know, couple years. Like I'm gonna give you one example: uh, uh, a uh, a t-shirt line. Somebody launches a t-shirt line, and they spend all their money on. Uh, getting the graphs and doing it and paying, you know, Shopify every month to host host their business. And so right now they can't sell any T-shirts because nobody is buying anything because of what's going on. Would they right. be able to qualify for a business loan? Seasonal adjustments are taken into consideration, which is why we ask for that threshold to be established at the time of the application. So, you know, we take into consideration, you know, you know, with the fact that people are really ramping up in these months. Some people are going on the downswing on this time. Some people are straight line sales. So the underwriting takes into consideration people's seasonality. And then from that standpoint, we don't have to worry about the rest of the story. Mm. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, we've got to have some sunshine someplace here, right? Right. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I think I have another question. Oh, that's my question. Sole proprietorship. And what about it? I don't know, Mr. Mike. What about sole proprietorship? That's just an entity of a business. Whether you're LLC yeah, and that's on that radio button that we showed, uh, bullet point number two. Yeah. Schedule C, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I want to go back to child support because there are people who have businesses that is in a business name, you know, and how would you know? How are you going to find out whether they owe child support if you're submitting your business name in order to get the loan? Your your guess is as good as mine. I'm getting now deep into the weeds, <laughs> which I'm not very, very, what the word I'm looking for. I mean, my competency is really to talk about um, general questions. Okay. You know, I don't want to get deep into how do they underwrite a certain segment of a certain population that perhaps is behind on child support. You see how messy it gets because there's speculation on or speculation on speculation. So, you know, we don't want to speculate. I want to give you straightforward information. That is what we know. So if somebody's, you know, behind on their child support, if it comes up, address it with the underwriter. 
you know, in the meantime, go through the process, list your ownership as an owner and go through the process. If they ask the question, answer it accordingly. Yeah, they do ask that question, though, and you do have to answer it truthfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think that's very good that they put something like that in place. So yeah. It's just ironic that there is some, it's going to affect a lot of people. Um, so um, do, I don't have any more questions that are uh, for my live, um, but as of right now, the website is up, mm -hmm. right? And I advise everybody to go on the website to fill it, to um, do the application. And on Correct. the website, it, it details whether they're a small business. Um, I think I heard something on another uh, broadcast about, you know, like if you went and um, uh, bought, like uh, bought up inventory to plan to sell. And now because this is happening, they can't sell it, but they already pre-bought the, the inventory. So they would be able to uh, apply for this business loan as well. Your, your, your uh, line of questioning is about a business ordering inventory on the aggregate in anticipation of. Be if no, it's before it happened. Before this happened, they had bought it. Right. Right. Well, so that's we going to be they... specifically talked about extraordinary circumstances. And if this is the normal pattern of the business, that in the month of March, they buy inventory in, in bulk to ramp up for a summer season, different than they ramped up in anticipation of this. So their cash flow is now impeded because it's all lumped into the, the world of inventory. So that's what the underwriter is going to look at and figure out whether this is ordinary, recurring, and consistent. They also ask in the application cost of goods sold. So they can put that in as inventory. It's not sold yet, but they've already made the investment. They already made the investment. Okay. And then someone then parses it out and then opens it up and figures out back to the consistent recurring normal expenditure this time of the year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then and that's where the seasonality comes in. As okay. you see. Okay. What you mentioned. And then you said the first payment, if you, if you get the loan, do you have to take the loan? If you get approved for the loan, do you have to take the loan? No, absolutely not. You can decline. Well, but here, here's the reality. Um, we know that this is going to have a long-term impact. So it's better to have the loan and bank the money and not need it than need the money and not have it. So in the six months, if you decide you really don't need it, pay it back. Oh, exactly right. Exactly I had a right. No prepayment penalty, no obligation to um, have it for the entirety. I mean, unprecedented. I mean, let's put this in perspective, right? Big picture. I'm going to step out of my lane for a fraction of a second. When you have the United States Treasury being backstopped by the Federal Reserve, that should say enough about where we are in uncharted waters. 
So the fact that someone has a million dollars in the bank, someone has six months worth of working capital in the bank, we're in unprecedented times. So when you have the Federal Reserve, the, cent, the, the lender of last resort, backstopping the deepest pool of securities in the world, which is the United States Treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, and opening up various facilities to help out, we're in uncharted waters, folks. So yeah. buckle up, get the money that you need, shore up your finances, pay your vendors, follow all of the, the, the uh, directions coming out of the public health part, pay your people, and then when you're ready, let's come out roaring at the gates. Yeah, I agree. Sounds good. And thank so you, the, Terry. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> the first, so when you get the loan, the first payment is due when? A year or six months? So let's, uh, no, 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 a year. So let's say your loan is you funded today. Uh, March 30th, you have a year. So you would make the payment a year from today. The six months number was uh, a, a um, maximum of $500,000 or six months worth of working capital that the business qualifies for. This way, as you mentioned earlier, there was no place for them to list what the damages were and what they need to ask for. It's the underwriter, underwriter's system way of saying, we're going to front you six months up front. And if you need more, come back to us. Okay. And then there was a question earlier that was talking about credit scores. I saw in a, a group that people were getting declined because they didn't have a good credit score. Is that the case still? And here's the most recent talking points that I received about an hour ago. They're going back and looking at those that were automatically declined as a result of poor credit scores and taking a second look at it. They'll be getting emails from the SBA's uh, website, from the disaster loan website, taking a look at their finances all over again and seeing what we can do for them. Okay. Now, that's on your end as far as you're looking, re-looking at it. Do you have it where if you decline, a person can appeal and maybe answer some of those questions of why they were declined? Generally speaking, prior to this look back, there was there is a six month time frame for reconsideration of, for the reasons why an applicant was turned down. Now, the most common reasons for a turn down is number one, credit. Number two is repayment. So specifically to your question that you posed, for the ones who were turned down for credit, we're taking a second look at it and trying to figure out what we can do to help the business owner. Also, contact your congresspeople. Um, you know, get them to go to bat for you. That's what they're there for. And then another thing that you guys that I heard that you was looking at is your ability to pay the loan back as far as possible, you know, getting approved. Do you have the ability to pay it back? Can you comment on that? It's, it's historical cash flow, as Terry may have uh, mentioned. And as I mentioned earlier on, you know, right now, no one's cash flowing it because there is no proposed cash flow. There is no re revenue stream that's coming in. So this is really based on corresponding period which is March of last year, February of last year, and taking a look back and saying, hey, when the revenue stream was consistent and they, and they brought in the money and they paid their bills on time, had this COVID not happened, chances are they would be doing the same. 
So credit, repayment, seasonality, all those things are factored in to make sure that we keep the businesses afloat to this temporary infusion of working capital funds. Okay. Now, I think the important part of, of this also that people need to realize is that um, when they uh, evaluate your, your payroll, now they're going to include all your 1099 contractors because what they're looking for is to keep as many people employed as possible. And so it's not, so when you fill out, um, uh, now I filled it out before this new form came up and it asked me how many employees I had. Well, I put four, I really only have one, but I have three contractors that are included in that number. And so uh, you want to make sure that you're keeping uh, people who are servicing your business employed as well. And so those 1099 contractors you list as in, as employees. Okay, what about you? And again, and, 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 and Terry's point is very, very much on, on point, which is the CARES Act is a different policy prescription. Ours is a different policy prescription. And together, the mindset is let's cover as much ground as we can to return the economy prior to COVID. That's the whole idea of disaster recovery. That's the whole idea of disaster assistance. What can we do to homeowners, renters, most private nonprofits and businesses of all sizes, return them to normalcy post-disaster? That's our mantra at the SBA Office of Disaster Assistance. This specific incident has to do with businesses. So the equation's still the same. What can we do to return them back to the rightful state as if the disaster didn't take place? How do we shore up the tax base? How do we shore up the spending base? So that's our model. So the program that, that Terry mentioned that you posed the question for is under the same umbrella, but being distributed by the district office through approved 7A lenders. Okay. So we've been talking about uh, businesses with employees. What about if you're like my daughter, she has a lash business. She's our only employee. And so therefore nobody's getting their lashes done. So would she be able to apply for this business loan? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the radio button number two. Okay. Okay. All right, then. So you might want, you may want to attach that, you know, uh, under screen print, I'll send you all the links and everything else. SBA.gov forward slash disaster. Once you go there, click on apply for assistance and then it'll take you to where it needs to be. All right. And I'll send you all to the revenue center's PDF momentarily. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking out your time to come on the show and uh, to educate our people, our moms, and hopefully entrepreneurs are out there that uh, had questions. You guys, you can still um, put questions in the link and I will send it to Mr. Uh, Kumar to answer for later. Um, but we are here to offer this resources to any and everyone because we're more than sport. One thing, <laughs> one thing, one thing that I am jealous. Of, of, <laughs> one thing I'm jealous of with Terry. May I, may I say that clearly? 
Now, Terry is speaking with the background of impressive books behind her. And I have nothing but a bare wall. So does that mean that she's intellectually more compelling than this bare bones guy up top? I don't know. Terry, and, I've I and I've read every one of them, at least one. Oh, sure, I believe you, my dear. <laughs> wow. Very Thank impressive you. you are. Thank uh, you. Now, Terry, tell um, how people can get in touch with you. I think you're, you're local. I am. Um, I, there are two ways that you can reach me. I'm a SCORE mentor. So you can go to terry.toomey at scorevolunteer.org or through my nonprofit, which is uh, the industry hub, and it's terry.toomey at theindustryhub.org. So either way, I'll, I'll answer uh, either email. And um, my mentoring is free, no matter which email you uh, you respond to. Oh, great! And so you you're you're local, where people, if they have a question helping with the application, you're you'll be willing to do that. I am. And Karen, I have your email. I'll send you the link to our um, our Zoom call with uh, SBA tomorrow morning at ten o'clock. Awesome! Awesome! And Mr. Uh, Kumar, do you have any last parting words you would like to share with our guests? First and foremost, uh, lastly but not least, love the program, love the intellectual banter, love the easygoing demeanor. <laughs> Terry is a, a wealth of information, amazing skill set, you know, and um, very impressed with her knowledge and breadth. I'm sure the community is very, very uh, fortunate to have a resource such as her in, in, in the community. Uh, feel free to apply. I'm a phone call away, Karen and Terry. Aggregate your questions and shoot it to me, and I'll be glad to respond fairly quickly. Uh, no fees, no points, no closing costs, no prepayment penalty. Um, 1220 uh, is the deadline of this year, $2 million maximum, fixed interest rates, six months worth of working capital. Pay your people, pay your product, stay afloat. We'll make it through this together. The virus can't beat us. We beat ourselves. So let's beat the virus and let's go out there with a bang. I totally agree. Totally agree. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. See you later. Hey, oh, by the way, one last thing I forgot to say. Who that? <laughs> it is a sports show. Right. Right. <laughs> I love me some Sean Payton. I love me some Drew Brees. Okay. See, I'm going to have to go I get love my Kegard husband on you. <laughs> Them cowboys, people, them, this is cowboy. Them cowboy people gonna be after you. You know, cowboys are like my cousins. I love them. No, no love, I mean, no, no competition there. We're good. We love them. I love Michael Arvin, the playmaker. I love Emmett Smith, Jimmy Johnson, all those guys. But I love me some Sean Payton. I love my Payton. I love my Mickey Loomis. And I like my Houdat. <laughs> all righty. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care, you Terry. Guys. See you, Karen. Bye now. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. 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 See you later. Bye-bye.